say that I love you all even if you do not love Taylor Swift, okay? I just want to make that clear. I understand she's kind of old school, but tonight we're finishing our final installment in this For You page series. And I was looking at my For You page on my Instagram today, and I was like, what exactly is on this thing? And there, was, there were lots of Taylor Swift interviews. I just like her a lot. There were a few makeup tutorials. Girls, do you do any makeup stuff that you watch online on your For You pages? That's old school too? What kind of things are on your For You pages? I'm just confused. What's on there? You can shout it out. Maybe I'll hear a few things. Nothing? No? Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. Well, can I tell you what else is on mine? Because I think that after you see this, you're going to wish that this was on your For You page on your Instagram and TikTok too, okay? I have a great Dane. She weighs in at 150 pounds, and I love her more than any words can express. But what I love just as much as her is watching videos of other Great Danes because they're so long and they're so lanky and they have no grace at all. They are so, so clumsy, and I love them but they're super, super dumb, okay? Not the sharpest tools in the shed. And so I always have the funniest videos of Great Danes on my feed, and it makes me laugh so hard. And so this is a couple that I've kind of seen recently, so let's go ahead and play them because they're just too good not to share. Okay, so this is the first one. This, they don't know their size. They don't understand that they are large individuals, so mine gets stuck all the time they're oh no yeah okay now this was literally me last week this happened to me okay everything's fine until oh no and you're going down yep yep i was a victim to my great dane just as this poor lady was it was embarrassing my elderly neighbor watched the entire thing they did nothing to help me whatsoever. They did not care at all. I think they actually thought it was kind of satisfying. Um, yeah, so anyway, that's what's on my For You page. Regardless of what's on yours, maybe hopefully you'll find some great Dane videos this week. But I think that everybody across the board, if I could pick something to be on your For You page besides Great Danes, it would be the following verse. Now this verse is one of my favorites of all time. When I heard we were preaching on this topic, I was like, I want to do this verse. Please let me do it. And the verse is Exodus 14, 14. And it says this, the Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. You need only to be still. Now, when I was growing up and I was just a little gal, I was the most, okay, all the time. I was too much. I was always moving. I was always talking. I would talk before I would speak, and I would never sit down ever. And I remember my mom would always look to me, and she'd go, Madeline, be still. Just be still. How many of your moms have ever said that to you? How many of your moms said that to you today? Yes, okay? Just, just be still. And when she would say that, what she was meaning was, just please shut up for just one second, child. And please just sit down before I duct tape you to a chair, okay? She wasn't saying it in the most loving of way. But the tone in this verse of God speaking to us is the most loving. He's not just saying to you, hey, be quiet. What you're about to say or what you're doing doesn't matter. Instead, he is asking us to be still and that he wants us to be calm. He wants us to slow down, 
just a little bit, and he wants us to take a moment to figure out who should really be in charge, who should we really be listening to, who should we really be dictating our actions and our decisions off of. If we can be still, then we can know that the Lord will be fighting for us. Now, we all need to know this verse because whether or not we realize it, each of us are facing a huge battle. We're fighting big things in our lives, but what we're facing, what this verse is referring to, might not be actually what you're picturing right now in your mind. Because you may be thinking, oh, the battle that I'm facing is my math test that I have on Thursday that I have not studied for whatsoever. Maybe you're thinking about the mean girl at school or the teacher at school who keeps on emailing your mom and getting you in trouble. Maybe you're thinking about your parents who keep grounding you and never seem to understand you. Maybe it's your siblings who you would love. You would love to kick in the face just once, and maybe you already have. Maybe you're picturing your anxiety or your depression that just will not seem to go away. Maybe you're facing an addiction or a huge breakup and left you absolutely devastated. And while all of these things are so hard to go through, and while so many of you have gone through things that I could never even imagine facing, these aren't actually the situations that we're fighting. We aren't actually really fighting our parents. We aren't really actually fighting our siblings or even our GPA. We instead are fighting an unseen enemy that hides in the shadows, that wants you to think that those are the things that you're fighting because he never wants the spotlight to be on him. But the Bible is very, very clear in Ephesians 6, 12. It says, our fight, so what we are up against is not actually human beings. It is against the rulers, the authorities, the powers of the dark world. It's against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly world. All of that is fancy Bible language for a guy named the devil, the enemy, Satan. Now, the devil is not just a fictional character that sometimes will show up in a TV show or a movie or a book, but he is actually very, very real. And he has domain, he has power here in this world. And so when you are facing bad things, when life gets hard and is seeming impossible, it's actually because behind that thing, The devil is at work, and he has one goal, one purpose in this world. It says in John 10, 10, that he comes only to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But then the verse goes on to say that God comes to give you a life, and life to the fullest. So here we see, okay, I have a hard life, and it's not because of the things that I thought before, it's because of the enemy who's trying to steal, to kill, to destroy my joy, my happiness, my relationships. He is the problem. Now, every good and perfect thing comes from God. Every evil and bad thing comes from the enemy. But I want to remind you of that verse. Exodus 14, 14, it says, the Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. So in other words, the Lord will love 
to go to battle for you against the enemy. He would love to get into this makeup boxing ring thing that I made up in my brain. He would love to get in here, push you out of the way so that it's just him fighting the enemy on your behalf. But a lot of times what we end up doing is we get in the ring and we say, nah, God, I got it. I can handle it. I am totally capable of defeating the enemy all by myself. How's that working out for you? I just heard amazing. False. False. It's not going to work out because the truth is, us and the enemy, we're pretty evenly matched. We're going to be on like the same playing field, okay? But when it comes to God and the enemy, that is not at all an even match. And this is where we're saying in this fight, in the world that we are facing, we don't have to fight fair. Meaning we don't have to get in there and fight our own battles because God is saying, hey, I'll do it. But first he's asking us to do one action step, which is to be still. That's right, to be still. To calm down, to just say, hey God, I can't do it all by myself. I don't have it all figured out. I'm not actually strong enough to figure out every single situation in my life. I actually trust you and I need you to do it. It looks like, hey God, um, I know that I go to my friends for a lot. I know that I'm always asking for them for advice and having them be in my corner, but even me and my gang of two friends, we can't handle the enemy either. So we need to get out of the way be still so that you can come in and take control and fight this battle for me. What does being still look like? It looks like saying, God, I can't do it on my own anymore. And I don't want to have to. I trust you, the God of the universe, the King of kings, to handle my situations and fight my battles for me. It's so much better your way. But I think when we're thinking about this matchup, when we're thinking, okay, it's me in the ring against the enemy, or it's the God and the enemy in the ring, I think sometimes we get a little bit confused about what the actual size of the enemy is. I think sometimes we overestimate his power, we overestimate his size in our lives to where it makes us seem like... Maybe God can't even defeat the enemy. Maybe he can't even fix these awful situations in our lives. And so I thought, okay, well, let's show maybe what this might look like. And so I need my two friends, Hope and Brittany, to come out here. Come on out, okay? And you guys are going to go ahead and get in the ring. Where, where are your boxing gloves? Yeah, I would love to see Hope you beat up Brittany. That would just be like the best thing. Do you guys want to see that happen? Yeah. Oh, just kidding. <laughs> Okay, so I'm just kidding. You're not actually going to. You're not actually going to. Okay, so Hope, you stand in one corner. You stand in the other. Have you seen a Rocky movie? Get over there. What are you doing? Okay, okay. So let's say in this situation, okay, let's say the Hope right here, she represents us. Oh, I would love Hope to represent me. Can you just do that as just, okay, okay real thing? Okay, now let's say, and this is, this is fairly accurate, Brittany then in this case would be the enemy. Okay, just kidding. That's not accurate. That's not accurate. Okay, so what we're saying is, okay, what would you say? Pretty evenly matched? I think so. I mean, Britt, you might have a slight, you were very proud. 
two inches. She's got two inches of height on hope. So she was very proud of that. So we might say, okay, the enemy in this case might have a slight advantage in this round. The victory probably most likely would go to Brittany. And this is true for us too, is we're pretty evenly matched against the devil. If we're going to have to face him on our own, it is going to be a bloody fight. But this isn't, doesn't have to be the case, right? We can replace hope with God if we choose to be still. So I thought, okay, who could play God in this case? And I thought about the tallest guy in the room, and unfortunately, that's Joe, okay? So come on out, Joe, okay? So hope's fired, she's gone, because now we're saying, okay, God, we want you to enter into the room. Oh, there, okay, all right, a little bit of a flex moment there, okay. I'm ready, I'm ready. He's ready, I'm he is ready. amped up, okay? So now we're saying, okay, if Brittany's still the enemy, Joe's God, who do you think would win this fight? Brittany's scrappy, but Joe has six feet on Brittany, okay? It's not fair. Don't even get there. Don't, the I, reach. The, you would punch. I, if we look. No, look. Look, look how high my reach. That's not fair. That <laughs> right, that's kind of the point. Did you see that? That was kind of cool, actually. Okay, okay. All right, so who wins this fight? Clearly Joe. Now we're saying, okay, this is probably a more accurate depiction. The enemy, he's smaller than God. It might still be a little bit of a fight. Joe would still win. God would still win in the end. But even this is not even remotely accurate, okay? So Joe, you're still the tallest guy in the room, so we're not going to replace you. Yeah. We're actually going to replace Brittany. Brittany, you're fired. Fire. And we're going to say, okay, what is a more representative size of the devil? And I thought, well, what about a little goldfish guy? Just like a little gold. Do we have the goldfish? Where is he? Where is he? There he is. Okay. Oh, I'd mess up. I'd mess up that goldfish. You would mess up, mess up that, that goldfish. goldfish. Now who's going to win the fight for sure? Obviously, it's going to be Joe. That is the size of Think the enemy. Fast, huh? Yep, he's he's actually really fast. He is really fast. He's a little swimmer. Should should we go ahead and scoop him out of there? Of his little hole? You want him to get? Oh 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 oh! He's kind of quick. Oh, he's he's kind of fast actually. Oh okay. Um yeah. Oh oh, there he is. <gasps> he's in his hand. Okay. That is the enemy in God's hand. Small, easily defeated. He's okay. He's up. Oh, oh. <laughs> you dropped. He's <laughs> okay. See. He's okay. Oh, he's okay. Maybe. Oh, he's kind of squished. Poor fishy. Maybe just put him back in his happy home. He's fine, he's swim, he's... Look at the guy go. <laughs> oh, he's fine, he's fine. He's okay. He's he, maybe, okay. Maybe take him to the hospital. You're gonna be okay. He's gonna be okay. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun. Raise your hand if you think Mr. Fish is gonna be just fine. Raise your hand. Le okay. Let's all bow our heads and close our eyes and pray for Mr. Fishy. He needs our support. Bow your heads, close your eyes. We're going to pray for Mr. Fishy. Dear Jesus, please help Mr. Fishy be okay. And well, if it's your will, then he'll be up in heaven and we'll see Mr. Fishy again one day. Amen. Okay. 
All right, we're all there, we're all there. Are you with me? Are you with me? It's okay. He was 43 cents, you can buy another one, okay? Who won the fight? Who won the fight? What did you just say, Jacob? God won the fight. God won the fight. How big was God? Like two of me. How big was the enemy? You little Mr. Fishy. It's not even a comparison. And this is the accuracy of how big your God is compared to the enemy. So when he's saying, hey, I'll fight for you. I've got your back. I'm in your corner. You can know the man, your God, is going to win the fight. First John 4, 4, it says, but you belong to God. My dear children, you've already won the victory over those people because the spirit who lives in you is greater than the spirit of the world. You have already won the victory. Turn to the person next to you and say, I already won. That's right. You already won the victory. You already won. That's a very long sentence. It's only three words. I already won. Three words. There we go. We already won. We already won. There's no competition. And I would go so far to say that the same thing, as far as the size comparison, could be, say, for the size of your God compared to the size of your problem, the size of your battle. He is so much bigger, and his love for you is so much greater. I love the verse, Psalm 27, 1. It says, the Lord is my light. And he saves me. So why should I fear anyone? The world is my place of safety. Why should I be afraid? Man, how much would our lives be changed if we really believed this verse and we took it for its face value? Right, Lily? How much would our lives be changed if we really believed that verse and took it to heart? It's not a fair fight. The person that wrote this verse, let's put it back up there. Do you know who wrote this psalm? Not Jesus. His name's King David. That's right. What is King David known for? Killing Goliath. Now, Goliath was like nine feet tall, huge giant with all the weapons, all the armor. Meanwhile, David was about your guys' age, just had the clothes on his back and a slingshot. And he defeated the giant. And he wrote these words. And he is a guy that knows them well. Why should I fear anybody? Why should I be afraid? It's not a fair fight. And I know this may seem super easy. And you may say, okay, whatever. That's what the Bible says. But you don't know my story. If you knew my story, you would say, there's no way that God cares enough about me to get in that corner for me. I've messed up too much. I have been the worst Christian ever. Or you might be saying, okay, whatever, God will fight for me. He's big, he's large, he's great, he's strong. But you don't understand what it is I'm facing. I don't have just one battle, I have many. And they are hard and they are scary and they seem like they are going to get me down 
at any point. And to you, I would say, there's only one requirement for Exodus 14, 14. There's only one thing that the Lord asks you to do before he promises to fight for you. He doesn't say, hey, you have to be this kind of Christian. You have to be this kind of person. You have to be kind. You have to obey your parents, and you can only sin twice a day. Then I will fight for you. He doesn't say, no, 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 I won't fight any battle for you, only a battle that's like this big. But if it's this big, sorry, you're out of luck. He doesn't say that at all. He says, all you have to do is be still. Be still, and he will fight for you. And so I want to ask you the question tonight of, can you be still? Can you trust him? Can you say, okay, God, you are bigger, you are stronger, and you do love me enough, and you do deserve my trust because you have never failed me yet. I choose to trust you with my battle. I choose to lay it all down and surrender it over to you because I can't do it on my own. If you can say that, you are getting out of the ring. You are letting God come in and finish off the enemy for you. And so I want to ask every single one of us to just close our eyes for a second. We're not going to do anything weird. I just want to give us a chance to kind of feel like we're a little bit more alone in this moment. Maybe just some time to think. And I want to read you the rest of this verse. So we know the Exodus 14, 14 part, but what we might not realize, your eyes should still be closed because I just want to be able to talk to you. I just want it to be just the sound of my voice. So the backstory behind this verse is that when it was written, there was a group of people called the Israelites. And these Israelites were slaves. So they were owned by masters and they were mistreated and they were in awful, awful living conditions. And at one point, there's a man named Moses and he stands up and he says, okay, Israelites, it's time. God's calling us to a different place. He wants to get us out of here. And so they start to leave this country that had enslaved them. They start to leave Egypt and follow Moses out. And all of a sudden, the entire Egyptian army is coming after them. Now these people are just slaves. They have only the clothes on their back. And so this is their response to this happening. It says in Exodus 14, as Pharaoh approached, the people of Israel looked up and they panicked when they saw the Egyptians overtaking them. They cried out to the Lord. They said to Moses, why did you bring us out here to die in the wilderness? Why did you make us leave Egypt? Leave us alone. We would rather be slaves to the Egyptians than a corpse in the wilderness. In this moment, the Israelites forgot the size of their God. They saw the Egyptians chasing after them, and they couldn't see anything else. But then the verse goes on to say, it says, But Moses told the people, Don't be afraid. Just stand still. Watch the Lord rescue you today. The Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. And I think that's what the Lord wants to speak over you today. He wants to say, hey, don't be afraid. Just stay still and watch as I rescue you today. You need only to be still. 
So with every eye still bowed and every eye still closed, what I want you to do now is just picture what it is you're facing. Picture that battle, that hard situation. Maybe it's that person who just treats you so badly. Maybe it's your parents will not stop fighting. Maybe you're wondering how you're going to survive another Thanksgiving in separate homes after that divorce. Maybe you have a teacher in your life who just doesn't seem to be in your corner at all. Maybe you're struggling with some kind of addiction or mental health diagnosis. Whatever that battle is, I want you to picture it right now in your brain. And now I want you to think about the size of your God compared to it. Your problem has nothing, nothing on your God. He will fight for you. And so God, tonight we just tell you that we trust you. We know that you can handle it. And we know that the problem is so much better in your hands than it is in ours. So tonight we choose to relinquish control over to you and we say, God, we trust you and we hand it over. We don't want it anymore. We pray that you enter the ring and that you defeat the enemy in our lives in whichever way that he's showing up. That you conquer him and fight for us. And what? We'll just be still. We love you so much, God. And it's in your precious name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to the 4640 Student Center Podcast. For more information on what's happening in 4640, you can check us out on social media and at our website, 4640gj.com. Service times are Tuesday and Wednesday nights. Hope to see you there.